This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza! Touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file. 69. Offense. He's giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and maybe the most well-rested man in McPherson. That is Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did you sleep well last night? Well, let's just say it was interesting. It was different? Yeah. How so? Well, I sleeping with an apparatus. Yeah, Steve is now a member of the CPAP club. Yeah, this was uh He sleeps with a mask on. Yeah. Not like a Spider-Man mask where he can jump into action, but a breathing mask. Well, it was interesting to say the least. And it Did was, you enjoy it? It was uh Was it refreshing? It was di- it really was and then I had one point last night I woke up and it felt like I was getting overwhelmed with air coming through the mask, so had to adjust to that, but uh you know, I actually I I I felt a little better this morning, but look at you! You look you look great. Well, you look like you slept well. Well, it it wasn't too bad. You look like you got twelve hours of sleep. Well, I got about seven, so oh, that's pretty. Good. That's pretty good for me. Normally, it's about four and a half to five. Well, I'm glad you got this mask. You're going to be sleeping well. well You're going to be feeling so. good. Let's hope so, Steve. We have a ton of things to get to today. So many things that we might not even get to talk about much. Your Kansas Jayhawks. And what might be coming down the line for them. Oh, I don't think we want to talk about that. Oh, we're going to have to talk oh, about I it. Oh, I know. All, all of our listeners out here that are big fans of the people in purple, they're sitting here they, going, Steve, I want to hear you squeal. I mean, my friend Termite out there, Trav, I mean, those K-State people are just sitting there. I bet there's a lot of them say, NCAA, give it to them. And they're saying, Steve, it's, it's all you. I need you to suffer. Well, I will suffer. But I want to talk about that if we have some time. The main thing I wanted to talk about today, Steve, is that something that we did not really get to address yesterday. We keep getting backed up a day with news. And the big news yesterday, of course, was Royals manager Ned Yost announced he's going to retire at the end of the week, which is the end of the season. Really weird Royals schedule for us this week. The only Royals game we're playing this week is on Saturday. Right. They play tonight, and we are not broadcast next we have, we have McPher- soccer McPherson high soccer they play tomorrow night we have the candidate forum so we won't be having that they're off thursday we have football on friday night saturday we're playing the game and then sunday we have the chiefs right. so the last chance that you'll be able to hear a royals game with ned yost as manager will be on saturday 
But I wanted to talk about Ned Yo, Sailor Ned, Skipper Ned, whatever we want to call him, and his journey through the Kansas City Royals organization, their downs at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of his tenure, then their rise to success, reaching the 2014 World Series, losing, then turning around, winning the division, winning everything in 2015, winning the World Series, and then what has happened since. So I pulled off some audio, but first let's talk about pre-wildcard 2014. Anything that happened before September 30th of 2014. Of course, things got started off a little bit slow as he inherited some pretty rough Royals rosters in 2010. Exactly. But you could tell in 2011, Steve, that things were starting to get there. This team was going to begin to have a chance. Eric Hosmer was called up during that season. Salvador Perez was called up during that season. Mike Moustakis was called up during that season. We knew good things were coming. 2012, they host the All-Star Game. Everybody is excited. Billy Butler is the king of Kansas City. He's the king of barbecue sauce. But still, the, the success wasn't there yet. No pitching. But we knew it was coming. And the Royals were getting there. 2013, they get off to a horrible, horrible start in the month of May. But then they turned things around. Ended up finishing 86-76. and 76. Didn't make the playoffs, but we knew in 2014 that Ned Yost had the right group. They had the pitching that was good enough. They had the hitting that was good enough. They had the stellar defense. And then in 2014, they found a way to finally reach the playoffs. Do you remember on a, on a Friday night on the south side of Chicago when they were able to clinch their playoff berth? I do. Well, here's some audio from it, Steve. Greg Holland brings it home. High pop-up. It is playable. Perez looking for it. And he's got it. And Kansas City, you are in the playoffs. So that's all it took. Denny, very very, very excited, of yeah, course. Very, Denny was just overwhelmed, wasn't he? All it took was one chance. And then on a very cold September 30th, 2014, the Royals and the A's wild card game. And I was, was there, Steve. You were? I was there. Okay. I was all the way in row XX at the very top of the stadium. Was your nose bleeding? It, it was close. Okay. I was more blood coming out of my ears whenever they had fallen behind and given up the home run in the sixth inning, but they found a way to Weren't come back. were they down like 8-3? They game? were down 6-2. 6-2. Or 7-2, one of the two. Either way, they found a way to come back. Sailor Ned took him there, and then Salvador Perez delivered the winner. So that was a fun night. Did you stay up to the end of that game, or did you go to sleep? No, I stayed up. Okay, I believe you. They then go win two games in L.A. They come back. Win game three, strike out Mike Trout. See you later. Billy Butler's stealing bases. He scores from first on a double early in that game. You knew it was over. The Baltimore series, though, you have to go play two games at Camden Yards where any ball can leave the yard. They win two. They come back, win game three. Game four, I was there. Okay. I skipped school, skipped class, and said, I'm I'm getting out of here. I got to go watch this one as the Royals clinched their first trip to the World Series since 1985. And Greg Holland brings it home. Down 
Bouncing ball, Moustakis, fair ball. Sets, throws, Royals win it. Kansas City, you've got a World Series. That might be my favorite Denny Matthews call of the whole ride. There's one other that I liked a lot during the Ned Yost run through the playoffs. Of course, they don't win in 2014, but they're feeling good. Come back in 2015, and I think everybody knew where they were going to end up. The problem was we knew who they were probably going to play in the first round, mm -hmm. the AL Division Series. Do you remember where you were for game number four? Steve, I against the Astros? I don't remember. It was an afternoon game, and I had skipped class again. Sure. I was not a very good student no. during the Royals' run. Back-to-back like -back Octobers, I was not a very good college student. Like skipped class. Wasn't feeling very good in the eighth inning whenever they came up down four. But then they were able to find a way to come back yet again. Batting from the right side, and now shift to the belt, end to the plate. Breaking ball, ground ball up the middle. Correa, he misplayed it! The ball goes into center field! Two-run score, and this game is tied! And two to Kendry's Morales. A two-run lead for Kansas City. Morales sends a ball well hit into left center field. And that one is gone! Of course, the home run coming from game number five. I was watching that one in downtown Lawrence, Steve. You didn't skip school that day? No, luckily it was a night game. Didn't have okay. to skip class. Okay. But an unbelievable ride through those two days, and or three days, I guess it would have been, to come back and win. Sailor Ned kept them steady. They get to the Blue Jays series. I had to skip school yet again to go to a wedding down in Dallas, and I had gotten out of the rehearsal dinner, and we sprinted to the closest restaurant to be able to watch the game. And, of course, Game 6. Who could ever forget that oh, yeah. on a Friday night? That's into right field. This ball is down. Going to third is Kane. Holding it first. Now Kane coming to the plate. Royals lead. It's pretty simple now. It's Wade Davis against Josh Donaldson. Which one will prevail? Whichever, his team will be declared the winner. Ground ball third. Moustakis has got it to first. Royals win it. Royals win the series. I think that is the most excited that I think I've ever heard Denny Matthews. Denny doesn't get too high about He amped anything. it up right there. Yeah. And then, of course, they get to the World Series. Take on the Mets. Oh, and there was a wipeout. And all of the heroics from the end of October in 2015 into November. Gordon in the air to center. Back at the wall. This game is tied. Broken back. That is caught. The and the game is over. Broken back. Strike three called. It's over. They've done it. The Royals are World Series champions. The world champion Kansas City Royals. 
That was a pretty good ride of Royals baseball. Never huh, gets Steve? old to hear that, does it? I don't go back and visit it all that often because it does get me excited, and I think back to what an unbelievable two years of sports that that was. But it was Ned Yost. It was that Royals team that I think if I asked you, Steve, name me 30 players that played for the Royals in those two years, it would be easy. You yeah. could rattle them off oh, yeah. easy. Well, Ned you could name the, the entire coaching staff. Yeah, Ned, It was a very captivating group that they had. Ned would play the same starting lineup. You know, He didn't deviate very much. He sent the same guys out there and believed in his guys. And, and uh, it was just great to see a small market team you know, you didn't see the Yankees there. You didn't see the Red Sox. We did see the Mets. The Mets, but they weren't really – the Mets didn't spend money like the Red Sox or Yankees or um, who else, Dodgers, Phillies. You know, those teams all spend big money. The, the low-budget Royals uh, won the World Series, and you have to give a lot of credit to Dayton Moore. Made a couple big moves. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Made a couple big moves. Got Ben Zobrist and Johnny Cueto. I think Ned Yost was just the perfect person for that group of guys. It was a fun group of guys. They were energetic all the time. And then you had Ned Yost, who wasn't really a fun or energetic no, guy. kind of a curmudgeon. But I think he was like the perfect manager he let him for play. this group. He just let him play. He put him on the field, let him play. And you never, ever heard, even in the bad years, you've never heard anything about a really bad clubhouse under Ned Yost, even when they're losing 100 games, you don't hear guys sniping. You don't hear guys saying, I want out of here like Jalen Ramsey. You know, No, I, I've I never wanna, seen that. Wanna, I want to be traded. You never hear that because, you know, Ned treated his guys like, you know, like they wanted to be treated. So he'll go down as the winningest manager in Royals history, and I think he'll also be the losingest manager in Royals <laughs> yeah, history as well. He's, he's got a sub-500 record. Where do you think he stands in terms of managers in professional baseball over the last two decades? Where does he rank up with some of the other ones, in your uh, mind? I don't think he'll be real, you know, toward the top. Joe Torre. Yeah. He, you, you look at the – I mean, you look at his managerial career, it was basically three good years. The two years they played in the World Series and then the year – Terry Francona. He doesn't probably mash up with Tito. No, no, he does not. Um, and Joe Girardi. Yeah. You know, Joe Girardi had a good run. Uh Dave Roberts. Yeah. He's won a division every year he's been at L.A. He's been in the World Series. Aaron Boone's had a pretty good yeah. start. Yeah, Aaron Boone's won over 100 games. But but let's face it, you know, Ned's first few years weren't very good. And his last, you know, few years haven't been very good. But the middle of his career was really good. And, you know, he took that team. The, the, the Royals were the Phoenix. They rose from the ashes. They were as bad as bad can be and Ooh. then became as good as good can be. And then went back to Stinks as bad as bad could be. Yeah. So, when you think back to Ned Yost, do you think you will remember more of the good moments or more of the bad times at the beginning and oh, the end? How can you not think of the good moments because the Royals hadn't, you know, been in a World Series in 30 years. Do you remember the perception going into that first playoff series where it, I guess it would have been the ALCS that year, the Chess Master versus the Dunce? Do you remember reading all of that? I don't remember. About that. the Orioles manager, the guy who was in Texas? Buck Showalter? Yes. They were calling Buck the chess master. Okay. So great at moving pieces around. He knew what he was doing. While Ned Yost, they called him the dunce. 
Do you not remember that I, narrative at all? I don't remember him. Ever I think it was like the dunce. New York Times how can you call, that ran that story. How can you call a guy a dunce when he leads his team to the division championship? Well, they didn't win the division that year. Oh, they were the wild card. That's right, beat Oakland. I remember he had yeah. had all the bad stuff happen in Milwaukee where right. he got fired in the middle of the season. They turn around and he, make it to the he playoffs. He didn't get fired in the middle of the season. They At got the end. Toward the end, like September, because they said he was too uptight around his team and it made his team uptight. And then once he left, they relaxed and went on a roll. So I think everybody will remember the fun times. I hope that people enjoyed going back today and hearing all the fun times. I'm sure Rex did. Oh, I'm sure. Instead of having to hear the bad times now, who knows? Maybe they'll get it together. And I'm excited to see where they go in terms of who the new manager will be. Well, of course, Mike Matheny's name's getting thrown out there, former St. Louis manager. And, of course, I'm a diehard Cardinals fan, but I will say it was a real struggle for me with Mike Matheny when he managed the Cardinals, even though he had a lot of success, he's 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 kind of like Ned in a way. He's he's he does he's kind of combative with the media. He's not really very happy about any. He doesn't want to do the post game. Matheny was the same way. I really think Matheny would be Ned 2.0 if they do hire him. And I think it just sounds like to me he is going to be the next Royals manager. I did see a Kansas City Star story today that the, the high percentages they don't want Mike Matheny. Ooh, fans. Maybe not. Don't know. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to slightly dive into your Kansas Jayhawks, your coach Bill Self, and the allegations that were presented to the university yesterday. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Jailhouse I, Rock, huh? Yeah. I oh, thought that, I thought the Jailhouse Rock might be nice. That's a nice little needle right through the back. It might, might be nice for you there, Steve, after some allegations against your Kansas Jayhawks came out yesterday. Well, we heard rumors of this earlier in the week, or right. maybe it was the end of last, last week. I don't week, remember. Yeah. But we knew that there was going to be something coming, and it did come yesterday, as the Jayhawks are in some trouble. And as I can make this as simple as possible, there are three or four big issues that have been brought up by the NCAA, which I still think is always weird that the NCAA is the investigator on all these things and that they have to spend the time doing it when I think it could be other agencies and bureaus. But for the Jayhawks, a lot of it comes down to the recruitment of Billy Preston, and Silvio DeSosa from a couple of years ago. Silvio, of course, still around. Right. Billy Preston, not so much. Never played a minute for the Jayhawks. But what it comes down to are the recruiting practices from the Kansas Jayhawks, and maybe not necessarily that they knew something was happening, but the fact that the problem is maybe they should have known something was going on, and it comes down to Adidas. And a lot of these issues have come from the shoe companies because that's where a lot of 
AAU basketball, and a lot of the people are pushing players to schools, and it comes down to the Adidas rep, Gasnola. I can't remember his first name. Is it Adam? I don't remember. Well, Gasnola, he is one of TJ Gasnola. He is one of the Adidas reps that has been mentioned with several things, and KU has acknowledged that they have a relationship with him and that he is an Adidas guy and has paid some of these players and pushed them to be a Jayhawk. And it simply comes down to this, Steve. KU either knew it was happening and didn't care, or they didn't know and should have known. It's pretty much as simple as that. Exactly. So... What do you think is going to happen now? That's the big question is, is this going to be postseason problems? Is this going to be the end of Bill Self? Is it going to come down to some assistant coaches? I know you've been thinking about it a lot over the last couple of days. How do you see it working out in your mind? Well, full disclosure, I am a KU alum. No, we didn't know that. But I have always been of the belief, if you do the crime, you pay the time. If they are, in fact, at fault, then they got to get hit. And if it's scholarships, to me, the loss of scholarships for KU is not that big because they play about 10 guys. They have they 30, can work around they that. They can work around that. The loss of scholarships, the big thing is going to be the ban on the postseason. That's what that, can hurt them. That's what can hurt them. And also what it does, KU is a blue blood. You know, they're one of the six, five or six blue blood programs in the country. This is a damaging hit. And it also kind of, Bill Self, it, you know, he's already in the Hall of Fame. This is a big hit on his reputation. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. No. So, well, I'm sure there are some K-State fans that say, yeah, it'll be good. Oh, yeah. We're feeling good. Oh, yeah. there's. I'm sure my friend, like I said, my friend Termite, anything, if there's any suffering on KU's part, he'll be the first one there be heaping praise on the NCAA. I always thought some of the arguments that I saw from some KU fans, and just people defending throughout this process, especially with the Silvio DeSosa stuff, that they were going, oh, well, the money didn't even go to him. It was just $2,500. Oh, it wasn't anything. Why, why are we going to hurt the kid for $2,500? You still did something. Yeah. Something was done. Whether it was $2,500, $25,000, or $25, money was used. But I'm, I'm also one of those people that says... If, you, if the NCAA investigated every single program in the country, I bet they'd come up it's with like something. It's like the health inspector. They would come up with something on probably 75% of them. They would, but, but, but don't KU, put your blame on the but, other people. KU, if they got caught, they got caught red-handed, and there's evidence, and it's overwhelming evidence, all you can do is hit them. We'll, li- we'll likely learn more about this today, tomorrow, yeah. and, and more and about K- what the punishments can be. The story I saw today, KU is vehemently denying everything bill self their bill deny 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 yeah everything's deny and uh but boy there's some stuff the guy i really think could be in trouble is curtis townsend because he's on one of those tapes or something on a phone call curtis townsend who's my sister's neighbor across the street that's right and he could be in a tough times in the neighborhood could be tough times in the neighborhood i wish we could spend more time on this steve but we simply don't have more time today and we don't really know everything we don't know everything as soon as we really know everything we can dive into it and we can point all the fingers suffer until i know that's right we'll take our final break you're listening to according to jim 96.7 fm kbbe you're listening to the according to jim podcast with jim joiner and steve self 
According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, coming up tonight, we've got Bullpup Soccer on the air. Yes, 7.30, McPherson Stadium, not just here on the radio, but for the first time ever, ever, with a live video stream. That's right. Did you see that, Steve? I did. Do you have the information posted at midkansasonline.com? I don't, I don't yet. I don't. Well, what are you doing? These people are going to get confused. Well, you're going to tell them what it is. So you, well, there is information available, and it is through the NFHS network. Steve will have some of that information up there, and we'll have some links to go access that, but... You'll be able to sign up, NFH, nfhsnetwork.com, and then just search McPherson, and you'll be able to find. You can sign up for your subscription and be able to watch as well as listen to all of our sporting events. At home. That's right. Home. Not on the road. Not on the road. But Unless we need to hire some camera people. <laughs> if you're interested, then yeah, we can do that. We'll, we'll have all the home basketball games and volleyball, and volleyball. football, yeah. soccer. Yeah. All of it. Exactly. So good start. Go check it all out tonight, but we'll be there. The Bullpup's trying to get to 7-1. and one. And they should, because Mulvane, they've dominated Mulvane in recent years. What is it, 63-1 to one in the last like six year, five years that they've played them? That's right. All right, Steve, we'll enjoy that tonight. Have a good night. Have a good rest of your afternoon. All right. And you'll have that information posted at midkansasonline.com. I, I guarantee it. I will. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight at McPherson Stadium. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE.